Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad to have you. Packers taking on the 49ers. Frigid Lambeau Field coming up on Saturday night. Game time temperature right around 10, give or take a couple of degrees. Wind chills right around zero, give or take a couple of degrees. And legacy on the line in so many different facets. And uh, joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy, long time since we've had a chance to chat, James Jones is here. James, how you been, pal? What's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, first of all, I want to ask you this. How is it when teams come into Lambeau Field and it's this cold, especially a warmer weather team like San Francisco, what does it do to them? From things that you've heard from guys in other climates getting off of planes and frigid temperatures, what does the cold do? Well, it's just the mental aspect of it. You know, even right now, the dudes is out there in California at practice figuring out what they're going to wear, how they're going to wear, what cleats they're going to wear, what they're going to put on under their uniform, if they're going to wear sleeves, you know. It's really just the mental aspect of it. And then it all sounds good when you practice in somewhere and then you finally get to Lambeau and you feel like, realize, oh, man, it's colder than I thought it was going to be. So it's really just the mental aspect of it that we are so used to and they're not, and it takes a little bit of time to adjust when you when you um, get to Lambeau to be able to adjust to the cold. So going into a game like this, Aaron uh, kind of waxed nostalgic uh, about, you know, legacy and such, and we all know he's a terrific quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But you tell me what this game means to him in the sense of, you know, legacy, in the sense of last dance and all that kind of stuff. Well, number one, I don't think it's my guy's last dance. Um, number two, um, I just think it's going to be huge for him, man. You know, to be the to be a quarterback to to bring two Super Bowls to Lambeau Field. You know what I mean? All the stuff that he's been through, all the stuff that he's done on the football field. I think one more Super Bowl is going to be huge for his legacy. It's not going to change too much. We already know he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. We already know he's a first ballot Gold Jacket. But one more Super Bowl, even two more Super Bowl, legacy-wise, I mean, I already think he's the greatest to ever do it and greatest to ever spin it. But one to two more Super Bowls, I mean, I think the argument is shut closed. I don't care how many Tom Brady has. Just how special Aaron Rodgers is. For him to get one more, this is huge for his legacy, in my opinion. Now, watching all this game tape and all the, the discussion leading up to this, the Packers are getting unbelievably healthy. It's almost like, James, it's almost like it's too good. Don't don't pinch me. Don't yeah. wake me up. Things are way too good. It's almost like it's too good. Can you, in a locker room, get confident because you're getting all these guys back and all of a sudden you lose that edge that, hey, we got a dogfight coming up? Man, I think you, number one, you, you're getting confident because you're, you're feeling that stuff coming, you know, as the season is going along. You know, week 10 came around and the Packers knew, man, we're going to get Alexander back. We're going to get our other Smith brother back. We're going to get Bakhtiari back. They knew it. You know what I mean? So if they're like, man, if we could just stay healthy, you know, the mindset in the locker room, stay healthy, and we're going to be getting back three really good players, all pro players. Like, you, you're right. It's really too good to be true, man. And I, tr I truly think, man, hey, this is going to be a dog fight, but it's the Packers year. I don't see anybody coming in there knocking off Aaron Rodgers. Everything is just lining up for them. I think they are built and ready to go. I do not think they'll come out lax. I think they understand what type of challenge the Niners bring, and they present. They know it's going to be a battle. They know it's going to be a dogfight. This Niners team is confident. This Niners team is coming in here like the, the Green Bay Packers is in trouble. They know that. 
But I think the Packers are going to let the world know that we're the best team in the, in the NFL. What do, now, watching all of this and the film and such and, and breaking it down, what do the Packers do well that the 49ers just most likely can't stop? I mean, offensively, well, defensively. One, they, offensively, they're not going to be able to stop the pass game. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't care what kind of pass rushes they got up there. You're not going to be able to guard Devontae, Allen Lazard, Randall Cobb, if Randall Cobb plays and those boys. The secondary is beat up. The secondary is not athletic as us. I think that's a big advantage for the Packers. And you obviously got 12 throwing you the football. So even if you are covered, even if they are in good position, he's not going to throw it up there like Matthew Stafford. He's putting this ball to only, to only where Devontae and those boys could get it. So um, that's definitely an advantage for us. I think that's going to be a big advantage. And for the, on, on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's in the pass-catching game as well. I think our secondary is extremely good. Yes, they have Debo Samuel, you know, but I think our secondary has an advantage of this. And if we could get after Jimmy G, it's going to be tough for those receivers to get open on the offensive side of the ball. So if the Niners can't run it, it's going to be tough for them to pass on the Packers. One thing I've noticed about the Packers is they're aggressive. They get up a couple of scores. Third quarter seems to be the quarter in which they let the foot off the gas a little bit, a couple of run, run, runs, and all of a sudden you're out, three and out, and you get a score, and then all of a sudden it becomes a closer game. They play that soft zone coverage defense. If you're going to be a defender against them, if you're Joe Barry, what do you do to slow down the, the 49ers, Debo Samuel? What do you do all game, kind of stick with what got you there? Well, number one, to be honest with you, I don't think it's any scheme stuff that you're doing with the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's all effort, man. I think it's all effort. The Niners come in there, and when you really watch the Niners football game, they play harder than everybody, and it's not even close. You know what I mean? And when you're talented and you and you have the guys that can do that, you have the, the, the build, the physicality of the, the type of players the Niners have, and just effort-wise, when you watch the Niners, they play hard. And if you're not matching that effort and you're not playing hard, I don't care what scheme you in. They are going to run the ball down your throat because that's what they believe that they can do. So the Packers is going to have to come out, man. They're going to have to match the effort, and, and they're going to have to get dirty, and they're going to have to make sure they buckle up, man, put their hand in the dirt and come get the Niners. Talk with James Jones, former Packer wide receiver, now with the NFL Network analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, 89JonesNTAF. What is it like right now? Take us inside that locker room as a player, the mentality, what you're going through. What is what is this week leading up to this game, having a bye, trying to shake off some rust? What is this week like? Man, you know what? It's exciting because you know that you're two games away. You know, everything that you work for, everything that you've been through, all the off-season stuff, the OTAs, IPWs, all the meetings, everything, you know that we are two games away. And I understand that you don't want to look ahead and you don't want to do things like that, but it's hard. I remember when we had bye weeks and we entered into the playoffs, you know, we we two games away, you know, and that's why when you lose, it hurts that much more because you know that you got to start this thing all over again. You know, so the exciting part is they know that they're two games away, man. Go out there and just continue to play the way that you've been playing, and you find yourself moving on. Who speaks up? Is it Rodgers or is it a guy like Bakhtiari, veterans that have been there, done that, that know the pain of, that you're talking about of losing? I mean, I, granted, they were, they've been there the last two years, so they know what the pain is, but who who's the guys that speak up at this point? Well, I mean, it's a bunch of leaders on the football team, man. I mean, I think it doesn't matter just because your name on the back of the jersey, you know, says Bakhtiari or Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, don't mean you are the leader. 
You know what I mean? We had a lot of guys step up that weren't necessary, necessarily selling jerseys, <laughs> you know, in the pro mm-hmm. shop, you know. So I think it's all about just the timing and when you say it and how you say it. But, you know, just for the mindset for the week, I think it got to come from your leaders. It got to come from the Aaron Rodgers as we get ready for this practice. He needs to let the let the world let the players know that hey, we're two games away. Let's get our mind right. Let's get motivated. Let's go. Let's go get this thing done. You know what I mean? Don't let this one slip out your fingers. I've had plenty of them slip out of mine. Don't let this one slip out your fingers. So, I think having Aaron Rodgers and leaders in that ball club, knowing you know how hard it is to get to where they at right now, I think that's already being said, and they'll come out ready to go. So the difference is when I, I remember a story, I sat down with Ryan Pickett when you guys went on your run, and I, I asked him, I said, you got to go on the road the whole time, and you're going to get booed, you're going to get jeered. He said, you know what, the mentality in here is you got to eat it like candy. The more they boo you, the more fired up you got to get. Now you're at home, though, and you've got the home field crowd. The crowd is back as opposed to last year. How mu- much of a difference is it with that positive energy kind of lifting you up, so to speak? Oh, that's huge, man. The fans is everything, man, in Lambeau Field. I mean, they everything when you up in the game and they everything when you down in the game trying to get you back up, you know, and, and get you to play with that energy. So, you know, when you're losing in the game and you're not playing well and it's crickets and it's silence, you don't have any fans, it's tough to really get yourself going. You know what I mean? And that was kind of how it happened last year. You know, now you get in there on third downs and that crowd is cranked up and all that type stuff, you know. You understand that you got to do your job to get off the field, and you know, or you got to do your job to stay on the field and make a play. So, you know, the, the crowd is everything, especially when you're at home. It's definitely going to be a different. It's definitely going to benefit the Packers um, this weekend, and I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think the Packers move on. I got to ask you. I know the next matchup, if the Packers do move on, is is, is an NFC Championship game at home. Which team do you feel? I mean, Brady obviously is Brady. The There's no denying the Rams. that. You, you the Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Okay. The Rams. Tom Brady and the Bucks. I, I know they beat us last year, but I welcome them in. This is just not the same team. Uh, they don't have the offensive weapons. You know, I think yes, they got away from. They got away with it last week against the Eagles. You know, because the Eagles was just shooting themselves in the foot, but. You talk about this Rams team, what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, what you got on the offensive side of the ball with Cam Akers back and Cooper Cup. I think the Rams is the most scariest team to the Packers in the NFC. I think they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up. Tom just don't have enough to to, to beat the the Rams, in my opinion. Is Matthew Stafford good enough to get past Rodgers? I don't think anybody in the world is good enough to get past Rodgers, but Matthew Stafford is a special thrower of the football, you know, so – I think Sean McVay will have some stuff dialed up to where he could take advantage of it. But I think this matchup, the next time they play, and I do think they will play, I think this matchup is really going to come down to, to, to them having Cam Akers and being able to run it and get Cam Akers in space as well. You know, I think he's a big addition. And then you got Von Miller, Odell Beckham with their feet under him now, you know, since they've been traded over there. So, you know, I think this will be a really good one. I think the Rams are scary. James, always great. We'll see you out in L.A., buddy, and hopefully it's a green and gold party, pal. Sounds good, brother. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. There you go. James Jones, former wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, now with the NFL Network, an analyst there. You can follow him on Twitter, 89Jones, N-T-A-F, and editions of NFL Game Day Morning. They air Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, Sunday, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here on the NFL Network as well, and they're going to be covering the Packers 
and the 49ers in depth coming up on Saturday night. J.J. going to be back in town. Great to, great to get a chance to talk to him and just kind of shoot the stuff with him uh, a little bit. You know, I remember that. Uh, I, it's, it's so different because back when the Packers were going on the road to, you know, uh, attempt to win a Super Bowl when they won a Super Bowl, it was uh, – I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. I talked to Ryan Pickett. And he just looked at me and said, we got to love it. we got to teach these guys to love it. And James Jones, remember, at that point in time, was struggling a little bit, had a couple of drops, and had, went back to his high school coach and got some advice and then really kind of turned it on. But I remember talking to him. I remember talking to Ryan Pickett, and they're like, you know, when you don't have your fans, you got to learn to love the booze. you got to eat it up because the more they're booing you, the better you're doing. But at home, what kind of an energy-level boost is it when you have the home fans just bananas going berserk and here's the knock uh one of the things that was stated was lambeau field is not as loud as it used to be and i said really they said yeah it's not as loud as it used to be it's been good but it's not as loud as it used to be and you can go into other stadiums like arrowhead you can go into another stadium like even some of the domes obviously up in minnesota it's loud up there they talk about it all the time loud down in new orleans you know they crank it up up in uh you can't blame it on cold and you can't blame it on mittens and all that kind of stuff because they crank it up at Foxborough. They were loud and proud in Buffalo this past weekend. So I'm hoping Lambeau Field that the crowd up there uh, on Saturday night is just, I don't want to say out of control, but emotionally just as high as high gets and as loud as loud gets and make it extremely difficult on the 49ers and just kind of own home field advantage and make it what it's supposed to be. Because last year it was great to sleep in your own bed and great to sleep in your own hotel and great to have your family around you and everything. But, Nah, nah. Wasn't the same without the fans. Hopefully the fans crank it up as well. As much energy as you want the team to play with, I hope the fans bring twice that kind of energy on, on Saturday. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, got a comment. Uh, good stuff from James Jones. Uh, really, really good stuff from him. We certainly appreciate his time and joining us uh, on the program. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continuing on we are brought to you by our friends over at new male medical treating guys with uh with ed all over the state of wisconsin well beyond the borders as well and uh, i'll tell you this if uh you have ed got you down yeah just call it's a phone call you know one phone call 414-455-4451 they've got a 98 percent success rate okay that alone it almost guarantees you that they can help you but if you're sluggish if you're moody if you're dragging ass midday, like right now, you're just looking at your computer, falling face first into it. You're out driving around on the construction site, whatever it happens to be, and you're just tired. Man, just give them a call. They can help. Or if you want to jumpstart the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, because we all know T-shirt season is going to be here sooner rather than later. Man, you just want to get in shape. You want to feel good again, right? 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the new mail. Medical Center, our good friends over there. Thanks for being a part of the program. Um, 
Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, uh, we're going to um, hear from Matt LaFleur. And Matt LaFleur is going to be speaking to the media, so we're going to hear what he has to say on what normally would be their Thursday. Their Thursday, as the game has been bumped up a day, obviously. So we'll uh, hear from Matt LaFleur coming up here in just a little bit. We'll also hear some of the comments from Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers and such. So all of that's going to come up a little bit later on the program as well. Uh, Question. And this was from a, a caller who called in and said, hey, uh, if you win the coin toss, are you kicking the ball or receiving it to start the game? It's a great question. Philosophically speaking, you're kicking it off. I think because you've had so much success in that realm, because of the back-to-back, the the la- the – you know, when you look at the average of drives, when you get the drive coming out of the second half, when you get the last drive usually of the first half, there, there's the capability there for a 14-point swing. You take that. You know, it gives you the, you know, hey, kick it off. Let's set the tone. Let's go after Garoppolo. Let's force him into a mistake. Let's, let's shut him down. Let's, let's put our defensive stamp on this game. You know, there's all that mentality. In reality, I think what we're looking for is kickoff. Kickoff, take the ball, put together a nine-play drive, 75 yards, stick it in the end zone, go up seven and have them already getting cold. I think that's what most of us are thinking. But here's another side of this, and this is something that, you know, we've talked about before, but it kind of gets glossed over. If you kick off, If you kick off and you stop them, usually, especially if you stop them on a a quick three and out, usually you, usually you um, can flip the field because of a punting situation gives you an opportunity to return the ball a little bit further out than the 25-yard line if things go well. But, you know, not that things go well all the time. But philosophically speaking, they kick off. They defer. But, you know, I think we all look at it and say, hey, take the ball. Offensively speaking, go down, get a score, and make it seem a little bit colder. And having Jimmy Garoppolo standing on the sideline in the cold, getting a little bit stiff, the the shoulder, the thumb, the whole thing, you know, a little bit more time to get loose out there, that's... That you know, I I don't think you can go wrong either way if either way works out. But you, if you look at the average of drives, usually if you kick off, you end up with the ball prior to the end of the first half, getting the ball back in the second half. That usually is your fourteen point swing. So that's the reason. That's the reason coaches do that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, this is from Max, who says, as a season ticket holder, uh, he said, it's been up and down this year. Some games have been really loud, and other games have not. He said uh, Lambeau Field is not the fortress it used to be because it seems to be a wishy-washy crowd. He said, but this year, I have to admit, has been louder on average than some years in the past. Well, last year, there wasn't fans, so obviously last year was out of it. And you know what? Uh, the year prior was a really good year. 
the year prior uh, was pretty consistent when it came to being being pretty loud. Just being in the press box, it was it was a pretty consistent year. This year, um, you know, I, I I haven't been there, so I couldn't honestly tell you. I know uh, just from some conversations that I've had, Mike and I have had, and such. Um, you know, the crowd overall has been really good. So I don't know. Some guys say it's really loud. Some guy it, it it doesn't. I mean, I don't know. It just maybe it play depends on situation. Maybe it depends on you know games such as you know rivalry games, Vikings, Bears, all that kind of stuff. I mean, who knows? But when it comes to the loudest venues in football, um, years ago it was out in Seattle because that thing is just built for sound to be loud, and so is U.S. Bank Stadium. But you know, Lambeau Field's always been a, a you know significant place to play if you're an incoming opponent when it comes to the you know the boisterousness, if you will. So there you go. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Paul, because we sit in the press box and we know. We can hear it. I can hear it. If you want to contradict everything I say, I'm just gonna block you. Just so you know. You're not there. You don't know. We can hear it. When you're sitting in the press box, you can hear it. You can hear that rumbling. You know, there's certain times it crescendos. Other times it doesn't. But you can hear it. It comes through. It's not like it's a quiet church there, for God's sakes. It just, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a loud place. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. Yeah, I didn't go this year um, because of the the COVID situation. But it was the first year in twenty one years that I had not covered games live and in person. First time. Uh, this is from uh, Max. Max says, uh, "I think Lambeau Field's going to be rocking. Everybody's going to be liquored up on Saturday night. It should be a great crowd and a great time. Packers get a win." He says, 34-17. Packers double them up. That'd be huge. That'd be an emphatic stamp, wouldn't it? Absolutely. That would be an emphatic stamp. No doubt. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.